0: Folks, I am back from vacation officially, and man, do we have a lot to cover. I don't even know where to begin, so let's try and dig through it. This is Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We always appreciate you guys' patronage. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us. Uh, By way of introduction, my name is Jake. I am the executive producer of DJ and PK in the Morning for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. But I spend most of my other time (laughs) Yeah. working around this podcast so thank you for taking some time to check us out Uh, for those of you who probably saw this on Twitter if you did not I apologize my return from vacation has been delayed a little bit longer than originally anticipated due to some COVID-19 issues some members of my immediate family have tested positive thankfully nothing super severe in terms of the symptoms so far Uh, so I am actually currently in quarantine but the good news is I have a studio in my house you can see my little hat wall behind me so I can record these podcasts even if I'm not necessarily doing my radio job in the meantime but all right without further ado uh what a week to go on vacation. And my wife said that the moment we left for vacation, we left let's see, it had been two Saturdays ago, we were driving uh, to California and her exact question was, okay, what in the world is going to happen this time we go on vacation? Because last year I was in Bear Lake, the end of July last year, when the big news about TCU in Oklahoma uh, going to the SEC broke, It broke, I think like on a Tuesday, if I recall correctly. And I was in Bear Lake and I was on hiatus. I didn't really have any way to get away from vacation to record stuff, but nonetheless, her exact question was like, hey, what is actually going to break? Well, little did we know there were going to be multiple commitments for BYU. We were going to find out that UCLA and USC were going to drop a bombshell on the college football community once again and join the Big Ten. That took about 24 hours to come together. They are officially headed to join the Big Ten in 2024. That has thrown the entire uh, Power Five ranks into disarray once again because we have got the Big 12 examining their options, the ACC looking at what they can do now, the Pac 10 is trying to pick up the pieces after both their two power uh, Southern California, uh, what do they call them, anchor pieces have defected away to the Big Ten Conference. There is a lot going on and let me caution everybody right now on this and just say that, hey, let's all take a minute and consider where information is coming from and what the information being passed along, what it's intended to do and what it's intended to influence. There are a lot of people out there, yours truly included, who are trying to make heads and tails of what's going on in conference realignment. I, I've i had conversations. I was in the middle of Disneyland talking with one person asking, okay, what do I need to know about About this, and they tried to explain what they knew about it. And in the days since, it's just only gotten more convoluted. There are so many people saying so many different things that trying to make heads and tails make sense of all of this, it's darn near impossible. You just can't do it. So, let me establish one thing. I believe that BYU and the Big 12 are actually maybe in the best uh, position they can possibly be in, given the circumstances right now. They have the 12 member schools who are going to be part of this conference moving forward despite Texas and Oklahoma leaving. It's 14 teams for the time being. and The situation is that they can look to expand a little bit more. They can add four more schools from the Big 12. They could chase the Arizona schools, which have been long been rumored to be potential defections away from the Big Twelve, another uh, the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve. You also could chase Utah and Colorado, and they're calling it the Four Corner Schools. I don't even know where that came from. I have never heard that term until this week, but regardless, I know why it came up because there are schools from four of the from three of the four Four Corner states. But whatever. You bring those four schools in, you've got a nice 16-team conference at that point. Do Washington and Oregon have an interest in the Big 12? It sounds like they're going to be chasing the Big 10 until the Big 10 tells them, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Go look somewhere else. I am of the opinion right now that the Big 12 is actually in a pretty stable spot. By the way, we also got a new Big 12 commissioner while I was gone. Brett Yormark, that kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, Brett Yormark, the new commissioner of the Big 12, what a first week to come onto the job and have to negotiate and work your way through all of this, but here's the situation. The Big 12 needs to be on the offensive. They cannot afford to sit back and let things play out and assume that everything's going to be hunky-dory if they just kind of stand by and let the chips fall where they may. They need to be going on the offensive. If they want to expand, you make inquiries into the Big 12. The Big 12 12 makes inquiries into the Pac-12 schools and examines who's got interest, and then you go from there. You reach out to Oregon. You reach out to Washington. You reach out to the Utah, Colorado, Arizona school quad and say okay what is your interest in potentially joining this conference do you look at stanford do you look at cal i don't feel like washington state and oregon state are in a good position at all right now and that's sad to say because they're two very proud fan bases who have a long history in the pac 12 but they're just not power players that the, the simple simply the fact of the matter is they are just not power players in the current circumstances so if you're the Big 12, you cannot afford to sit on the sidelines and allow things to kind of sit there and say, "Oh, we'll, we'll be fine. We're going to we're going to ride this out and figure out what we're going to do next." We're seeing a arms race just to the nth degree we saw the sec make their move they add both texas and oklahoma making the sec one of the true power players if not the power player in college athletics well the big 10 responded by jumping across the country and adding both usc and ucla these are being spearheaded by espn on the sec side of things and fox on the big 10 side of things these are these two uh TV giants uh, kind of throw in haymakers at one another. The Big Twelve, in my opinion, can actually establish itself as the third best conference if they go on the offensive now and do their best to establish themselves as a potential 16-team conference with some members of the Big. Uh, man, I keep saying the Big Twelve of the Pac-12 coming into that conference. You go to 16 or 18 teams. Suddenly, you're looking very, very well positioned. Could you find a merger between the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve and create this 22-team behemoth out there in the Midwest, East Coast, and also the western part of the United States, sure, you could do that as well, but the Big 12 cannot afford to sit by and just let things sit where they stand right now. They cannot do that, because if you do that, you're allowing the Pac-12 to get back off of the deck and potentially steal away some of your member schools, with the ACC potentially also looking at some of your schools saying, "Mm, maybe we want to look at some of that. You have got to be on the offensive if you're the Pac-12. Now, how does this relate to BYU in particular... Let's get into that here in just a moment. But first, I need to share a word on a new friend of ours here on the podcast, a new sponsor. That is our friends over at LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are getting back to business, LinkedIn Jobs is making it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. They'll allow you to create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond with the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people worldwide. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. They've got simple tools like screening questions to make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses have rated LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster once again. Do you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash Locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Check it out, my friends. That's our friends over at LinkedIn jobs. All right, let's talk about BYU. Where do things stand for the Cougars with regards to the current, I guess, most recent round of conference realignment? Well, BYU is going to be a member of the Big 12. Does that mean that the Big 12 could turn around and say thanks, but no thanks to, the, to BYU? That I don't know. And there are people out there who are saying that, well, BYU can find themselves out on their rear end once again out in the cold. I guess in theory that potentially could happen, but that would be very bad business for the Big 12 to turn their back and put a cold shoulder to four-member schools, one of which who's coming in uh, just months after welcoming them to much aplomb and obviously making all the hubbub about establishing themselves as a true power player in the Power 5 ranks. I, the funny thing about this, and some of you brought this up on my social media feeds, is that who would have thought just maybe three or four months ago that the Big 12 and BYU were on more stable footing than Utah and the Pac-12 were? I would have said that you're crazy, but that's where things appear to stand right now. So BYU's in a good position, I feel like, right now. They have to obviously continue to kind of negotiate things. And I'm of the opinion, this is just me. I actually believe that if, if Utah were to be invited to join the Big 12, I truly believe that BYU's administration would welcome that with open arms. I don't have any intel that tells me that. I'm not talking to anybody who's in, Jake, if if Utah were invited, Kevin Worthen and Tom Homo were gonna be okay with it. I don't know that for certain. This is just just a gut feeling for me. BYU and Utah's relationship, despite what the fan bases out there may do on social media and try and goad each other and trash talk and have all of that going on on social media, the two administrations at these two schools are actually on fairly good terms. And I would actually believe that BYU would be okay with Utah joining the Big 12. I know that there are many BYU fans out there, many of you watching this and or listening to this, whether it's on YouTube, or you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, etc., That you're saying, no, Jake, we don't want Utah in the Big 12. I understand your personal opinion on the matter. I, I get all that. I, for one, would wholeheartedly endorse bringing Utah into the Big 12. I think it establishes the conference. Like I said just a little bit ago, you need to be on the offensive if you're the Big 12. You've got to make sure you establish yourself. There's no just sitting on the pine, so to say, and just letting this thing ride out. You cannot do that if you're the Big 12. Utah is a program that would bring in a lot of credibility from the West Coast and the Intermountain West to the Big 12. I think that the Pac-12, if you're going to p- tear it apart, go get the best pieces you can get. and there are are six schools I feel like are the true pieces that you would want if you're the if you're the Big Twelve. Those obviously are being Oregon, Washington. I think Utah is in that mix. I think Stanford's in that mix, even though I don't necessarily think Stanford would agree to go to the Big Twelve. Maybe if the boat re- truly is sinking for the Pac-10, they would consider it. But I also believe that the Arizona schools and Colorado are in that mix as well. Those six schools are the ones that you're going to look at if you're the Big Twelve. BYU, I am of the opinion would welcome any and all of the to join the conference and help establish them in the western part of the United States of America. BYU's on an island. They have been for many, many years as an independent program, and they were ready to be that in the Big Twelve, is kind of be that Western anchor for the conference in the Intermountain West and allow the conference to have that late night TV window with those eight o'clock, eight thirty kickoffs for BYU. Well, guess what? You bring in three or four schools from the big from the Pac 12 and allow them to kind of help be that anchored for BYU on the in, Intermountain West, the Mountain Time Zone, as well as the West Coast, the Pacific Time Zone, well, suddenly, you're much more of a power player in those late-night TV windows, and just overall, you're more of a power player nationally. You want those schools in there. I would imagine that BYU would not stand in the way of Utah wanting to come into the Big 12 if it came to that. I obviously think that all these Pac-12 schools, well, that's the Pac-10 they're going to explore all of their options. Will they be chasing the lifeline to jump onto the Big Ten raft if they can possibly manage it? Absolutely. Who wouldn't be? Because it's looking like those two conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten, are looking like they're going to make $100 million a school each year as it stands right now, if not more than that. Whereas the Big 12, the projections are, by 2029, somewhere in the $50 to $60 million range, which is, it's not chump change. Let's be very clear about that. That's not chump change, but that's, what, $40 million debt. Deficit that you're missing out on if you're not in those conferences. So I fully expect that the PAC 12 schools will explore all of their options and obviously try to maybe stabilize themselves as a conference just with the PAC10 with both Oregon and Washington and Utah kind of being the anchor schools in a newly reformed PAC10 conference. But <laughs> BYU, they should be welcoming any and all schools from the Pac-12 who have any interest in coming into the Big 12. That, Like I said, this is not me having talked to my sources at BYU who are feeding me this. This is my personal opinion. I would want those schools. I would welcome them with open arms if you're a BYU fan, coach, administrator. Welcome them into the conference. It only helps establish the conference as potentially the number three conference. The ACC is kind of screwed right now, folks. They have their grant of rights, have their school's uh, TV deals tied up in until the mid-2030s. The only way they can reopen things is to add new schools to that. And by the way, when you reopen that, a school like Clemson and or Florida State and or Miami could jump ship to the SEC. So the ACC is stuck between the rock and a hard place. And the Big 12 right now, in many ways, they're holding all of the cards and potentially could establish themselves behind that power two of the SEC and the Big 10. Well, suddenly the Big 12s, they thought it was dead last summer. Suddenly the Big 12 could be firmly the number three Conference in the Pantheon of the great conferences across college football. It's crazy to think about in just a year's time, under a year's time, crazily enough, that this all could have played out the way it has. There are still many, many cards to be played in this deck of realignment. Uh, I'm using all these analogies, but it's the only way to really kind of establish it. And that's the, the the nice part is if you're a BYU fan, feel good about where you stand right now because the Big 12 appears to be the most stable footing outside of Either the SEC or the Big Ten. The Big 12 feels like it's the most stable of all the other conferences in the Power Five. And anybody out there who's telling you, well, the Big 12 still headed towards being a G6 program. B.S. Give me all that garbage and just toss it over to the wayside. None of that. The Big 12 is in a better spot than the ACC or the Pac-10 right now. And it, there's no arguing that. What has the Pac-10 got right now? They lost their two most... Uh, Potent brands in the entire conference to the Big Ten. The two other brands that probably have the most cachet in Oregon and Washington are probably looking at any and all life preservers from any conference out there they possibly can. If if you listen to John Canzano, it sounds like Oregon has got Phil Knight working the phones behind the scenes to get them, whether it's the SEC or the Big Ten. If you're a school like Utah, you're on a much shakier footing today than you have been in the last 10 to 11 years. Utah fans want to talk all the crap that they want. They can do that. But I am of the opinion that if the Big 12 does extend an invite to Utah, Utah A should accept it if they are not getting any of the better offers around the table. And I also be do not think the BYU would stand in the way of that. To get the Holy War back together in the Big 12, crazily enough, is a very legitimate possibility. But like I said, there are still so many different things to play out from all of this. This conference realignment stuff seems to think, it, we think it simmers down. It's going to stay stable for a minute. And the next thing you know, there's another just atom bomb being dropped somewhere. It's crazy, crazy stuff, but it's what we've kind of signed up for. We got NIL, we got transfer portal and conference conference realignment when it comes to college sports right now. It's it's just absolute bananas to track all of this. And what a week for me to go on vacation. Like I said, I've barely scratched the surface on all of this. We still need to talk about who Brett Your Mark is with regards to being the Big 12 commissioner. There were a number of commitments, both in the BYU football and the and the basketball fronts this past week. Man. This whole week coming up of podcasts is gonna be playing a lot of catch up away adding some information. And by the way, anything else as the conference realignment wheel turns, whatever else pops up, we'll be reacting to it. that's that's the promise I can make to you guys. I'm gonna bring you the best and the best and the latest I possibly can muster. When it comes to conference realignment, I just, I don't know where the next round is going to really play out. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with all of this, but the fun part is, is it's never dull. We're in early July. It's July 5th. By the way, I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July holiday. All of you out there listening here in the United States of America or celebrating around the world, wherever you might've been celebrating America's uh, birthday. But nonetheless, we had a great holiday, even with all the news going on and the fun part part is it's just not slowing down. We have got a spring not spring camp, a fall camp training camp comes up at the end of this month folks. It's crazy to think that we are that close but It's coming fast and furious, and I, for one, cannot wait for it to get started once again. And, of course, we'll have it all covered for you guys right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, one final thought on the craziness of conference realignment before we round things out here. But first, a word on our friends over at Bet Online. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and, of course, Excuse me, that's not the NHL playoffs. It's over. By the way, congratulations to the Colorado. Avalanche. Major League Baseball scores, though, are ongoing. Betonline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting esports and scores. I need to update this copy, apparently. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy, of your friends at Bet. Online.net, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. All right, final thing on this edition of Locked On Cougars, and we're going to kind of stick with the conference realignment theme, is that I am of the opinion that, like I said, there are many cards still to be played with regards to what the future of college football is going to look like. I don't necessarily uh, profess to know where everything's going to play out, and I would encourage all of you to take Every report, no matter who the source is, whoever the reporter is, yours truly included, take it all with a grain of salt. That is the biggest thing is there's a lot of people throwing around a lot of stuff using sources. And the thing about this is a lot of power players will put out erroneous reports. So get it with these reporters and feed them in some information. They're trying to influence things in their best interest. Uh, For example. Washington their school president i remember what her name is she's actually just taken over as the chair of the of the what was the Pac12 it's now the Pac10 she is the chair of the Pac10's school They're the chancellor's the what executive committee, whatever you want to call it, that makes all of the real true power play decisions. They hire the commissioners. They go with the TV deals. They sign off on all that stuff. Well, she is now the chair of that. Meanwhile, her university is maybe the most powerful, if not the second most powerful brand remaining in the conference. How can she remain impartial and help stabilize the Pac-12 while also considering looking at the future for her university with regards to its athletics future. There's so many people out there who have got split loyalties where they try and balance uh, helping themselves, helping their own university, while also at the same time trying to be a good friend, a good neighbor, a good partner in the conference they're in. The nice part is, it appears that the Big 12 schools, the uh, the eight that are remaining in the conference after Texas and Oklahoma decided to depart, as well as the four newcomers to the Big 12, it appears that they are all pretty much on the same page. I, I have not seen many reports out there saying that the Big 12 is fracturing. Uh, the report from Pete Thamel earlier today says that the funny thing is they actually think they're more galvanized than ever moving forward here. So, just When it comes to all of this out there, I know many of you want to have your hot take, throw it out on Twitter. I'm doing it myself, but let's all step back and consider what these sources' motivations are for putting out the reports that they're putting out via local media. You may have a buddy who's in athletic administration at a university who's feeding you something. Just consider the source and their motivation for the information they're putting out there. Texas and Oklahoma hid this until what a week before they went to the SEC USC and UCLA apparently hid it till the day before the Big Ten approved it if people really want to hide stuff and keep it quiet well apparently they can do it so Man, there's so much out there to wade through and try and make sense of and try to Figure out what's true and what's not well the funny thing about this is all of it may be true in the moment, but in the next moment, it could be complete null and void and garbage that you just needs to be left by the wayside. So when it comes to conference realignment, let me just reiterate to you guys, make sure you consider all options with regards to what their report is, what the motivations may be of that quote unquote source feeding that information and also what it means for the bigger picture when it comes to college football. I am hopeful, and this is my last thing. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up on this. I am hopeful that college football is not beyond repair. I feel like we're heading towards a professionalization of the sport that I deem my most favorite sport in the entire world. College football has always been my baby. Anybody who has known me for any length of time knows that the Big 12 well, the Big Twelve in this case with regards to BYU or just college football as a whole is my absolute favorite sport. It beats the NBA, it beats the NFL, MLB, golf, it, all of it. College football is my favorite sport. And I am afraid we're losing some of the. I don't know how to describe this. The magic, I guess is probably what I, the term I would use. Some of the magic and the mystique and just the overall collegiality of what makes college football what it is. It's a quirky sport. It has factions. It's got clicks. It's got all kinds of weirdness about it. We have a computer ranking system that for years gave us two teams that were deemed the number one and number two teams that played for a national championship. We now have expanded that to four teams where they play for the right to win a national championship, whereas we have 131 teams at the top level who in theory have an opportunity to win a national title, but we all know that it's probably limited to 10, 15 schools at the very, very most. I am afraid that college football is on a course of being coming professionalized and kind of losing some of that magic that has made it what it is. And that's what I am afraid of. And I hope that we'll be able to retain some of that magic, but man, there's so much going on in this sport right now that I'm not 100% certain that we're ever going to get back to where we were. And that it's a bit of a concern for me as a college football fan, just speaking frankly. But nonetheless, a lot to track. I am back. I am back in the saddle, and I will be doing my best to make heads and tails of all the intel out there. Anything that I get that I believe is worth reporting from my end with regards to BYU, you guys will get it. Any of you who are longtime listeners of this podcast know that I don't withhold information from y'all. I'll be sure to pass it along if anything comes my way. But in the meantime... Stay with us. We'll try and make heads and tails of all of it, both nationally, the Big 12, and also we'll try to bring it right home to BYU and relate it to the Cougars as well. But a reminder for you guys, if you want more on the Big 12 side of things, check out what's going on with the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Get more on the Big 12 by making Locked On Big 12 your second listen after this one being your first listen. Every day you host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of the Locked On Big 12 podcast, yours truly included. I do that a lot with our Locked On Big 12 roundtable. Take you across the Big 12 and 30 minutes make Locked on Big 12 your second listen that's Locked on Big 12 free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like this one make sure to follow this show on social media Facebook Instagram or Twitter just search out Locked on Cougars if you want more of my takes on all things college football and sports beyond that follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter and as always feel free to reach out with your inquiries uh, business opportunities questions whatever you got by emailing us Locked on, BYU at gmail.com is the email address love hearing from you guys and hope you guys are all having a great Tuesday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Big 12, not Locked On Big 12 podcast, Locked On Cougars podcast with a lot of Big 12 emphasis for July 5th, 2022. We'll talk to you guys soon.